maybe as we're arriving, we could just sit and meditate. Just be quiet and sit. Okay. Good. It's relaxing. Resting in awareness. So, welcome. So good to see you all. So happy, happy to be here with you. <clears throat> so the last time we met, and and also in meeting with uh, small groups. Been doing this field of care kind of meditation based on the teachings of John McCransky. And the idea is to get in touch with our own, our own compassion, our own kindness, our own fundamental warmth that's part of us, that's intrinsic to us, that's part of the deeper qualities of our underlying awareness. These heartwarming, accepting, open qualities that are much deeper and richer than the surface um, habitual clingings of the mind. So using an other, some other, to help us get in touch with what's inside of us. Doesn't matter who the other is. 
It could be some benefactor, someone who you feel has unconditional love and care for you, someone from the past, someone you're very close with, a friend, a relative, a child, a pet. a teacher, a religious figure. Or it could simply be just a moment, a moment in time with someone who was happy to see you and you're happy to see them. But that's the idea, is to have some... Martin Buber is a uh, philosopher... um, in the mid mid twentieth century, he said, "Reality is not I; it it's I thou." So this relationship creates the reality. So when we do this meditation, um, if you could, could try to connect with some some figure, and I'll describe that more in the meditation. That's like that. And if that's too difficult for you, just don't don't get all wound up in frustration about it, thinking that you're inadequate in some way. Just go back to your own basic awareness, just your, your own field of open awareness, which has all these qualities in itself. And another piece of this is to be in touch with other parts of you that come up during this meditation, that come up all the time in life of doubts, fears, comparative thinking, dualistic thinking, not so unified as you are with this open, loving figure, this open, loving awareness that's in you. And to allow those parts of you to manifest as well, to hold them in care. That's the idea. Not to cut out parts of you that don't suit this. To want to get rid of those parts. Or to want to grab onto some other part that is better. But to hold everything and let this person or this moment with this being help you do that. So, that being said, could could you uh, begin to meditate? Simply that, just begin to meditate. come into your body and relax and open feel your breathing in your belly perhaps And let your breathing ground you 
drawing you like a magnet into the body. And holding your entire body in awareness. Maybe letting your awareness expand into space, grow as big as the room you're in. So awareness is boundless. Being aware of the body, the body breathing. And then bringing to mind a caring figure. Someone who sees you, who knows you, who accepts you. as if their face is right in front of you, right now, present with you. Radiating warmth into you. You can be at home with this person. The Suzuki Roshi said, the essence of our practice is just to be yourself. You can be yourself with this person. All parts of you are seen, accepted, and loved. holding you in care, holding you in kindness. And letting the affection from this person, the warmth from this person, pervade all parts of your body. melt any ice around your heart. Opening your chest, penetrating your muscles, your bones, every part of you is loved, feeling these loving energies. And now, if other parts of you are arising, let them be. Some feeling like I can't do this, or this field of care isn't pure love, or other thoughts of judgment or criticism, or any dualistic thoughts that are coming out of other parts of yourself, 
other selves that are arising. Allow them. This being knows them too. This being includes them too in his field of care or her field of care. She knows you have all these parts and she accepts them. So allow these healing energies to hold and allow these other parts of you to just relax without judgment and be with you in their own way. Be with you as long as they want to be with you. held by the background. of your pure loving awareness held by the foreground of your benefactors, pure loving awareness. In this way, we don't have to be afraid of our feelings, afraid of our thoughts, just letting them have their own path and settle in their own way. And now letting all images release. Your work is done. Let your heart and your mind fall completely open like space. You're safe. You're held in care. You can let go. and abide in the purity, the simplicity, a pure spacious awareness. And now bring to mind someone for whom you have these feelings, who you care for, who you love. And look at them. And know them. You see them in their essential worth. You accept them in in her essential beingness. You value her essential dignity 
and radiating love. This love that you've felt already, like a window pane, letting it come through you into her. feeling tremendous love and affection for her. Or if that's too much, acceptance, connection. And you want her to be happy. Feeling that, feeling how you'd like her to be happy, at ease, carefree. These loving wishes you have for her. Feel these loving qualities in yourself that you have for her and let them infuse her entire being wanting her to be at peace, contented. And you know her well. You know her challenges, her difficulties. And you accept them just like you accept your own. You accept all parts of her. And you have a deep wish, even so, for her to be free of all of her afflictions to be free from her anger, her fear, her shame, her guilt, her jealousy, all the surface emotions, surface thoughts of her mind. And feel this compassion in you. And allow these compassionate feelings that you have fill you. Accept them into your own body and heart and mind. Feeling your own loving and kind energies that you have for her. And that you have for yourself. And now your work is done. 
Give up all images. And let your heart fall open. Let your mind fall open into the wide, spacious, boundless, pure, radiant world of awareness. And feel this freedom. It's always here. This is always mind. Beyond risings and seizings of thoughts like the ripples of a river emptying into the big boundless ocean. Being blessed Okay, whenever you're ready, if you could open your eyes. And if you have a window, if you could look out the window into space. Look at the sky. Sky gazing is an old traditional meditation practice age-old sky-gazing. Because space has so much in common with awareness. The always nature of space. The always nature of mind. Boundless. Never born. Never dies. Unconditional. Rest in this. Ungraspable. Background. It includes everything. So it's warm and loving. Nothing is excluded from space. Nothing is excluded from this pure, 
open, empty awareness. Okay, thank you. So let's see what we're doing with time here. Maybe we can just take a few minutes. If you have a word or two that you'd like to share that describes your experience, experience of being held, your experience of holding in care and awareness. Hi, it's Michael. Um, I feel just totally full of joy. It was such a sweet guided meditation. And then just, um, I love the look out the window. And then you talked about sky gazing, which I love doing and watching the trees dance. And that's more than a word, deep bows. And thank you. Thank you, Mike. I just want to thank you, David, for, uh, was it your story about the macular degeneration? Yeah. I, I've been suffering with this shoulder pain for eight weeks now. It's terrific. But, and I think about having you going to the doctor and being cheerful about having them stick a needle in your eyeball once a month is horrific. I know. But it wasn't the needle, it was the fear. Yeah. So once I could know that, I could hold the fear. And when I held the fear, then I could enjoy the the kindness of the nurse. She was so sweet to me. And the goodwill of the doctor. And it became actually a wonderful experience. Kudos to you. Thanks. Anybody else? How this was for you? And anybody? Yeah. I experienced love, and I kind of went between two friends, one of whom has died, and the other of whom is here still and suffering from Parkinson's, but both of whom are very uh, loving and um, just feeling very open-hearted. Great. Thank you. Yeah, please. Hi, my name is Ro, and um, that just felt beautifully and deeply healing. Thank you. Welcome. One more?
David. I'd say um, it was just such a beautiful relief, a, a feeling of relief that I could just let go and know that that I that I was no color accepted uh, and and could accept everything. It was beautiful. Okay, so um, let's break up into small groups, and I kind of don't want to pigeonhole you in any particular questions. Just maybe talk about this for you, how it was for you to, um, there, there are these different parts, um, you're the caring figure, how it was to receive the caring figure. Sorry. Um, how was to receive the caring figure into you? The parts of you that might have arisen, like doubting you could do it, or other other thoughts that might arise, doubts. Uh, anger, fear, any, any other habitual patterns that happen to us all the time. If you were able to um, hold those in loving care, how it was to be with your person who you were caring for. And um, I just want to say that, that the idea here, it feels good to be loved and it feels good to love. And the idea is to bring this more and more into our lives, this you know, ability to include everything, include all parts of ourselves and include all parts of other people. Seeing people in their essential worth and having all these other parts of them. We often judge people like that. We have a surface judgment of them to go beyond that. I have these medical things that are going on. So, um, so let's just break into small groups and see what happens. How's that? So groups of three. And Chris will do that for you now. Thank you, Chris. And uh, just one um, something. Please be aware of the conversational space and be aware of sharing the conversational space. So, you know, you can say something for a while that then stop and let them, let the next person talk and they can circle back to you. So you don't have to say everything. Okay. Sometimes people uh, feel marginalized because they can't get a word. They, they can't, they, they don't feel like they can express themselves. There's no time to do that. So let's, let's try to be kind to each other. Okay. Okay, ready? We have 12 minutes and a one minute warning and you can use that extra minute to make sure everybody's had a chance to talk. Hello, welcome back. How was your group? Go ahead, Freda. Oh no, I thought you raised your hand, sorry. 
Anybody would anyone? I just meant to do. I just meant. Oh, good. It was a good group. My group. My group was. Okay, Rona. Uh, It was just that we talked about how, in such a short period of time, you can feel so close to people, Mm. and what a lesson that was. Mm. Thank you to my my buddies. (laughs) (laughs) I, I didn't mention we may have some new people here, but we do have small groups. And if you'd like to join a small group, um, you know, the, let, let IMC Senior Sangha, the, the mailing you get from them, reply back to that and let, let us know. And we'll, there are so many small groups. We have, you know, all times of the, all, all times that we can surely, and, and everybody feels good. It's, it's a very nice experience for people for the most part. <laughs> so anybody else? to share? This is Michael. Um, I find the small group is always beneficial. And um, my most recent small group and during just a few minutes ago was delightful and, and very heartwarming. So deep bows, as is the David facilitated small group every other week. Thank you, Mike. Anyone else? Yes, please. Is that me, Helena? Yeah. Oh, uh, we um, had a great um, conversation about the meditations, and that did move into the small groups and how um, nice it is to be with like-minded people. And um, as as we've gotten older, people in my group said this we're a little more particular about who we want to spend time with and the small groups feel very safe and loving and held. And that's part of almost like benefactors in a way. Great. Thank you. Okay. Well, we have some very important uh, words coming from Robert very soon and I can't wait to hear them. So Robert, could you? Okay. All right. So hi, everyone. And I don't know how important my words are, but I will share them with you. Abraham, you have your hand up. No, I'm turning up my hearing aid so I can hear you above a faint. Okay, I'm sorry. I saw you've got the, the reaction hand up. No. Oh, no, that was in response to David's uh, okay, question. I thought, he... I thought you wanted to say something. Okay. I'm... Great. All right. So, David, thank you for that beautiful meditation and um, the reflection that brought us into this arena of what it's like to uh, cultivate the feeling of kindness within us and actually um, touch into the embodied experience of what kindness might feel like. So in building on to David's theme, I want to invite us now, just right now, to pause just for a moment. Um, If you feel like closing your eyes, you can. Otherwise, no, leave your eyes open. So let's just pause just for a moment and bring awareness to the compassion and the kindness that surrounds us right now. And we might 
think about beginning by directing our attention to the kindness that fills this very Zoom room and blesses each and every one of us assembled here today. So since I asked you to keep your eyes open, I'm going to invite you to look around at and into the faces of your friends. Just do it slowly, look at your friends. This this really is the collective face of our community, of our Sangha. Each one of us is unique. We all have our own lives and yet we're all connected. Each one of us knows what it's like to have ups and downs. We know what it's like to disappoint other people and to disappoint ourselves. And yet there's something very deep and human that connects us. So as you look around at your friends, see the humanity and the basic goodness in everyone and know that you can recognize and connect to it in others because it exists in you. Yeah. So in these next few minutes, I'm going to begin with a poem. And then I'm going to tell you or retell a teaching story from Jack Cornfield. And then I'll say a few words of my own before we break out into breakout rooms. And then when we come back from the breakout rooms, maybe we'll have a few minutes for some discussion before a break. So I'd like to begin with a poem that no doubt many of you are familiar with. And this is the poem called St. Francis and the Sow by Galway Kennel. And it goes something like this. The bud stands for all things, even for those things that don't flower. For everything flowers from within of self-blessing. Though sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness, to put a hand on its brow of the flower and retell it in words and in touch, it is lovely until it flowers again from within of self-blessing. As St. Francis put his hand on the creased forehead of the sow and told her in words and in touch, blessings of earth on the sow. And the sow began remembering all down her thick length from the earthen snout all the way through the fodder and slops to the spiritual curl of the tail. From the hard spininess spiked out from the spine down through the great broken heart to the sheer blue milk and dreaminess spurting and shuddering from the 14 teats into the 14 mouths sucking and blowing beneath them. 
the long, perfect loveliness of Sal. The long, perfect loveliness of Sal. Sometimes we just have to take a moment to pause and remember how to tell ourselves in words and in touch that we're worthy until our own loveliness flowers again from within, maybe even felt as a self-blessing. So as a way of shining the flashlight of mindfulness onto ourselves, here's a retelling of uh, one of Jack's stories. This is a story from Jack Cornfield about the golden Buddha in Thailand. And it's based on a true story of how the world's largest gold statue was discovered. It goes something like this. Uh, There was a thriving monastery in the north of Thailand in the mid-1950s, I think. And among the many Buddha statues that in the monastery, there was a really big one. And it was made out of clay. And it wasn't a particularly pretty statue of the Buddha, but somehow the monks loved it anyway because it was so old. I guess they loved it for its longevity. And after an especially strong rainy season followed by an intensely hot spell, hot period, Uh, the monks noticed that the statue had gotten some cracks in it. So one curious monk took a flashlight and shone it into the largest crack in the clay. And he was shocked to see something shiny reflecting in the light. So he called his brother monks and they carefully opened the crack a little more. And what they found was a solid gold statue beneath 12 inches of clay. That statue, if this is a true story, I I think it's based on a true story. That statue is now in a temple in Bangkok, and it's visited and revered by millions of visitors every year. It turned out that in the 13th and 14th century, monks had... um, covered the statue in thick clay to protect it from marauding clans. So generations after generations passed, and as time passed, the the knowledge of the Buddha's core, golden core, I should say, had been lost to time. Everyone thought it was just or only an unassuming mud statue. So the teaching story here from Jack is that we, of course, are just like this statue. We cover ourselves up with layers upon layers of protection. And our goal is to protect ourselves from harm. But in the process and over time, the passage of time, We forget our true golden nature, and we lose touch with the intimacy of friendliness and kindness that lies within us. 
So please don't forget or diminish your own nature. Be the gold, not the mud. To paraphrase Thomas Merton, the great Christian mystic, he's known to have said, or it's attributed to him, I believe, something along the lines, if we knew who we really are, all we could do is fall down and worship at one another's feet. He went on to say, there's no way of telling people that they are all walking around shining like the sun. They just wouldn't believe you. So in the ebb and flow of your own lives and practice, it's not only important what we pay attention to, but how we pay attention. And as David was pointing out earlier, we can learn We can learn how to to relate to ourselves in a way that we can remove the buildup of clay from all the layers of protection that we've packed onto ourselves by wrongly thinking that all that shielding will insulate us from loneliness and harm. All we accomplish when we do that is we cover over and lose connection to our true golden nature and to the joyful feeling of the loving energy of friendliness and kindness that's there in any moment we choose to pause and direct our awareness to it. So metta, the practice of metta, is a practice of kindness. It's a practice of kindness for others and for ourselves. And it's an intention, wish for something that is widely accepted and universally desirable for all beings. And when we're able to open our minds and our hearts to the intention and possibility of kindness, maybe we can find a way to reconnect with the gold within us and with the immediacy and intimacy of this quality of joy and kindness and simply rest in it as we would rest in the great spacious sky. So what I'd like to do is with those thoughts of this quality within us, I'd like to uh, have you go into breakout rooms again in groups of three and spend about 12 to yeah, about twelve to 15 minutes. We'll bring you back, maybe about 10 minutes, excuse me, about 10 to 12 minutes, and then we'll bring you back. And I'd like you to um, think, of, Chris will put a prompt in the um in the chat for you, but um, I'd like you to reflect on in the ebb and flow of your own life, what are some ways that help you recognize and embody the experience of kindness and caring? So just in the flow of your normal everyday life, I want you to think about what are some of the ways that, that help you to recognize 
kindness and, and actually embody that feeling of kindness and caring so that you can experience it directly and share it with others. Okay, clear? Yes, thumbs up, thumbs down. I hope thumbs up. Good. All right, Chris, can you put them into breakout rooms and let's bring them back um, at about 12 minutes after. Okay, here we go. Are we all back now, Chris? Yeah, we are. All right. So <clears throat> we have a few minutes and I don't want everybody to be shy now <laughs> because now is our opportunity to actually talk about about this. What, what was it like for you? What are some of the ways that some of you find to connect with this feeling of, of the actual direct experience of kindness and caring? What are some of the things that you shared with one another or would like to share with us now? Miss Jeannie? Um, what I was thinking is, I love that analogy of the mud. And um, I think that uh, nature is revealed, and our true nature, and the mud is kind of slides off as we develop relationships. Mm. And that's what I gained from our group is we had, I think, a great interaction and acceptance and love for each other and so the mud kind of just slid off beautiful thank you Jeannie really when when we when we connect with each other in authentic ways like that the mud doesn't stand a chance the crack gets bigger and, and yeah in the Coast Guard, we have two missions. One is life-saving and the other one is enforcement. And I must say, I always felt better coming off a life-saving mission than coming off an enforcement mission, which enforcement just reinforces how bad people can be. And life-saving uh, reinforces how much help you can be. Mm. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Other folks. Oops. I'm trying to get my sound system here on so I can hear. Anybody else? I think in terms Bob. of uh, awareness. The body um, loves so much more when it's when you're being kind than when you're unaware and not being kind. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for sharing that. So, one of the things that I wanted to um, sort of have you reflect on was. 
not just the idea of kindness, but the actual direct feeling of what it's like when you touch that intimacy and immediacy of this feeling of kindness or the feeling of caring. You see? I have a good friend who has a brother that he cares for. And he goes and he tries his very best to show up for this brother in all sorts of different ways. And sometimes the brother receives it and sometimes the brother rejects it. Nevertheless, the very act of generosity, the act of of trying, the act that that intention brings some sort of benefit to him directly, but maybe also touches the brother because the brother melts then (laughs) the next time or the time after and then goes back to shutting down. But this quality of just being willing to do it over and over again so that you really get rooted in this feeling of what it's like to feel this kindness. You know, if everybody was in touch with that feeling, we would probably wouldn't be difficult for one another. <laughs> we would be, you know, if we were happy, we probably wouldn't make trouble for ourselves and for one another. Yeah, yeah I, I was once on a rescue mission. American Airlines plane crashed in New York Harbor and um, people were, People, a lot, a lot of people died, and and uh, so much went on. So it was so. I mean, for example, women women do this more than men. I think women would swim with their babies and hand hand them up to you, mm-hmm. and then die. They slip beneath the waves, and the uh, and when it was all over. It just felt so, so powerfully good and strong. I felt that. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jerry. Couple hands raised, Gail. Okay. All right, Gail. I see your hand, and then Abraham. I see your hand is up. Yes, yes, I I was just going to maybe put this in different words that whenever um, there's enough trust with people that they can show some vulnerability um, and and, uh, share something that's difficult, be honest, it, it's just such a heart opener. Um, mm. It uh, and I, I've experienced this recently with with small groups on Zoom and and even <laughs> uh, for which I'm most grateful. And, and not only when um, when somebody else does that, but when also when I'm willing to do that. It just the honesty and the uh, willingness to take the mud off and <laughs> show show oneself to others. It's, right. it's just such a heart opener. Um, it is. So, so it, beautiful. It, yeah. To show up authentically is a it's a gift to ourselves and it's a gift to 
other people that we're relating to. Thank you, Gail. And uh, we'll have time for one more. And I see Abraham has his hand up and then we'll uh, take a short break. Abraham. Thanks. Uh, Just in regards to your question or objective of kind of identifying what the experience of uh, opening to this is. Um, We were talking in our group, uh, both not so much the personal internal experience, although that is affected by it, but just the external experience of opening up either informally at work or in our volunteer jobs or whatever, and then also informal practice and, and, and just the blend and the mix between being on retreat or meditating and then bringing that to our f- informal lives and our informal lives, bringing it to our formal lives. And it was just really a, a good discussion. I just wanted to mention that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for participating. And um, I, I hope that this theme this morning that David launched and I tried to follow up on was, um, was useful for you. And we'll take a short break now and then um, we'll come back in about five minutes, maybe at 1230. And, and then Fiona will have the last word. So thank you so much, everyone. Maybe uh, just take a few minutes uh, after all this beautiful teachings and our break just to um, reconnect with the body and um, a simple breath. We're right here again. Just the simplicity of being right here. The simplicity of uh, in-breath and out-breath. sensations of the body seated, feet on the ground. Really simple, just here. I um have shared over the months sometimes um, what's been going on in this life, my journey. Um, There's been some, uh, being in our stage of life, some losses, some passing of people's lives. And um, last week, I was sitting with two widows, new, newly widowed friends and uh, we were on the back patio of my friend's house and um, what came up in this time of just sitting together was the absolute beauty of this season right now that we're in if we're in the northern hemisphere it's spring and right 
now, right at that moment, the afternoon light uh, coming through the rambling rose and the fragrance from a jasmine and the cup of tea. And so, yes, there was, you know, the mud, <laughs> the difficulty, the challenges, and then also this beauty. At the same time, everything. It wasn't excluding anything. It was holding everything. And seeing and being aware of the gift of that afternoon, what it was bringing. And uh, here we are, um, you know, a year after when we started in January 2020 and then COVID and we went online. Last April was very different for our lives This April, things are opening up a little. Um, Somehow people have been remarking. They're just seeing the beauty. They're, They're sort of stunned by what's here, what what people are letting into their awareness, this beauty. And I came across some... A little reading this morning in my, I get daily uh, readings from Tricycomatic Magazine and also from Lion's Roar, sort of uplifting. And this was about gratitude. And I also just want to say right now, gratitude for these teachings this morning. So beautiful. Touching into uh, the feeling of love to ourselves and love for others, how that opens up our awareness and um, uncovering the mud to uh, discover what's always been here, which is quite innate, quite beautiful, this, this gold. Anyway, um, It was this holding the two of this gratitude linked in awareness, you know, our being aware, which is very much part of our practice here, just opening to awareness over and over again. So this was from Lion's Roar. There is no greater gift than to be grateful for our lives says the late Zen teacher Blanche Hartman. And gratitude leads naturally to generosity because we want to share this gift with others. What better antidote to suffering can there be than gratitude? And with this experience of gratitude, there's a natural response wanting to give something back to share with others this gift of life and the opportunity to practice. How can we do this? So she says, One spring at Tassajara, I walked to the Zendo along the same path every day. One day I noticed a few green shoots pushing their way up through the soil. Every day, There were more, and they were higher. And one day, 
there were some buds. And then one day, they were suddenly many golden daffodils. Here was effort without desire right in front of me all the time, just letting the flower of the life force bloom right here, right now, wholeheartedly and with nothing held back, giving ourselves completely to whatever arises right in front of us moment after moment. And uh, seems to echo that poem that Robert read. This bud <laughs> waiting to flower and our life. You know, what is right in front of us? And I want to share just one more reading. I found this this morning, too. This was from Ram Das. Remember, we are all affecting the world every moment, whether we mean to or not. Our actions and states of mind matter because we're so deeply interconnected with one another. Working on our own consciousness is the most important thing we are doing at any moment. And being love is the supreme creative act. So I thought maybe in groups I sort of encourage people to maybe look, you know, what are, what is this grateful? What are, what's bringing our joy to us in this daily life? And sharing that is this gateway sort of opening this love, what we've seen, what we've felt to others and for others just to listen and let it fall. Let us just listen to each other. So maybe we could break out into groups and be quiet, quietly listening to each other's what we can offer each other, what maybe we've seen or shared with another that is really life affirming this spring that we're all so fortunate to uh, be able to be experiencing right now. So uh, with that, Chris, maybe we'll give people time to share in small groups. All right, here we go. So welcome back. And um I, I hope this time together um, brought some joy and um, happiness of the heart to share with each other. Um, it always makes me, uh, and I think, you know, hearing someone else's joy, so that's uh, Mudita, you know, cultivating joy in someone else's joy or 
uh, feeling happy with someone else's happiness or inspiration, uh, it lifts our heart, lifts my heart anyway. Um, so we're, we're coming down to um, the end of our month time together here. And um, maybe we have a few minutes if someone would like to share just how it was. Um, I, I guess you could raise your hand. I, I'm not quite sure how to, why don't you raise your real hand and then just unmute yourself. Your real hand. Hi, I'm Freda Glass. Yes. Um, we started out talking about what you wanted us to talk about. <laughs> However, um, as my partner, there was only one other person that we could talk. As my partner was beginning to talk and I was beginning to talk, I just got this feeling that I would like to know this other person. I would like to know them more. And so uh, after we were talking for a bit, I asked her, you know, I said, I feel like I would like to be your friend. Um, uh, and we apparently have a lot to share with each other. And she agreed. And so, uh, and so we're going to be sharing uh, just between us. That's lovely. That's a great gift. Thank you. That's lovely. I feel that walking in my own neighborhood, people have been more friendly this year because they've all been home. And um, making connections is just sort of outside of your own skin. Um, there's a sangha, a community, uh, and it's a very precious gift. So I thought I would read. Maybe we'll just be quiet for a minute then if no one else cares to share. And um, I'd like to um, read and share one more writing that a friend has shared a couple times uh, with me. And I thought it was so beautiful in regards to this spring and um, this season um, and this season of our lives as seniors. And it really, for me, has expressed a gratitude just for this life that we have. So I'll maybe we'll end this time together. It's called Instructions on Not Giving Up. And maybe if you could, if you could mute yourself, that would be good. Okay, so this is called Instructions on Not Giving Up. More than the fuchsia funnels breaking out of the crabapple tree. More than the neighbor's almost obscene display of cherry limbs shoving their cotton candy colored blossoms to the slate sky of spring rains. It's the greening of the trees that really gets to me. When all the shock of white and taffy the world's baubles and trinkets leave the pavement strewn with the confetti of aftermath. The leaves come. Patient, plodding, 
a green skin growing over whatever winter did to us. A return to the strange idea of continuous living, despite the mess of us, the hurt, the empty. Fine, then, I'll take it, the tree seems to say. A new slick leaf unfurling like a fist to an open palm. I'll take it all. This is a poem by Ada Limon. Love this last line. Fine, then, I'll take it, the tree seems to say. A new slick leaf unfurling like a fist to an open palm. I'll take it all. Fiona, would you mind repeating who the poet is? Ada, A-D-A, the second name Limon, L-I-M-O-N. Instructions on not giving up. Instructions? Instructions on not giving up. Maybe we'll send that out to everyone and, yeah. and, 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 your, and your other poem and Robert with, from Blanche and Robert's poem with, yeah. with people like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. So here we are. And um, sharing this life together and our practice together and sharing what inspires us, what brings us moments of kindness, sharing this uh, exploration of uncovering the mud in this life. Letting the mud go and uncovering what treasure is inside and uh, honoring where we are. So uh, may all those that we touch today, we interact with in these coming weeks, um, feel the benefit of our own exploring and opening to uh, those treasures inside of us. May they just flow easily out into the lives that we are walking together. So. Blessings to you all. Have a good month and thank you for coming. So take care. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thank you all. (laughs) Well.